Hi, welcome to It's Not That Serious. Hey everyone, welcome back to INTS Podcast. I am Thule. I'm Ashley. Yes, and today we're, we're <laughs> going to get into uh, some questions and feedback that we got from you guys from our first, uh, you know, one, two, three episodes. Um, it looks a little different. We're in a new environment today. Yes, where are we at? Oof. I just got makeup on all over this so y'all get some ASMR. Anyways, uh, we are at my house. That's because uh, my car is being used by my partner. Um, so until then, we have to change up our location because I cannot get to our regular studio. But this is something we might try, um, go back and forth different settings. So Yeah, maybe next week we'll be at Tuli's house in yeah. the dungeon. Yeah, maybe, dungeon maybe not. <laughs> Maybe it's not. too cold. It's it like, is. It is very cold in that room. It's like forty no degrees heat. in my house. Yeah. No heat. But yeah, we did get some questions from our um, viewers, you guys, uh, through our IG and some messages. Uh, but reach out anywhere: Facebook, YouTube, um, Instagram, and we want to continue uh, answering and talking about your comments. What are your thoughts on taking risks in terms of professional and personal life? <laughs> i mean you've taken a lot of risks <laughs> in your career no i was just like damn that's a heavy question yeah uh i don't know something that i guess i've said before every job and you know every turn you make when you leave a job go to a new job that is a risk so definitely have taken some you know my perspective is if you're not feeling like you're getting everything you want out of that that current position you're in current role you're in and you feel like it's time to leave maybe you got to start planning for that your time to leave mm -hmm. and it's a little scary because the, on the other side is so gray it's so dark and you don't know what's there but i keep thinking about like if i stay where like i don't feel 100 percent, that's a little worse than like taking a leap into that darkness so and you know um don't be a fool either because this is real life. So you need to get paid. You yeah. need like, you know, sustenance. But, you know, just got to take that jump. Yeah. I think for my career wise, definitely making sure you have your own personal boundary set before taking that risk. Right. Uh, like Tuli said, there's always a risk of, you know, failing. Right. Mm -hmm. or is that next job going to be like what I have now? It's the fear of uncomfortability, I think. And I think once you become comfortable within yourself and confident in yourself that, hey, I'm going to do this because I know I can do it, yeah. right? And like that's when you take that risk. But I feel like if you're just emotional on something, maybe not take that risk because it's going to bite you in the ass afterwards. And you got to live with the choices that you make. So, you know, make sure you're being mindful of like everything in your life. Is this going to affect multiple aspects of my life? Mm -hmm. Like even like getting into a relationship, right? Is this risk of getting my heart broken again worth it? 
is that going to affect your money? And you know, yeah, is that going to personal. affect everything in your life? Oh yeah, yeah been yeah. there, done that. That's why. But you know, everything in your life um, is a risk. Every decision that you take is a risk, and like, if you're not prepared for the consequences of your actions, don't do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I live my life. But then also, my family has engraved in my head like you live with the choices that you make. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of how I view risks on my life. So I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily very um, much a risk taker. I think the only thing maybe that I'm a risk taker in is maybe my career. Like I'm, okay. not, I'm not afraid to be bold. Yeah. 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 How about you? Um, I think when I started my business... You know, it, it sounds weird, like, you know, I'm making almost six figures uh, before. Like, how do I, mm-hmm. how does one just leave that job, just cut off and, like, start a business and make, like, no money? Um, you know, you guys might not know, but I haven't had a paycheck. I haven't paid myself in six months. Um, Figures, because you're <laughs> too busy paying everybody else. Yeah, there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. But all of this, like, I already knew. Um, you know, mindfulness is a really great word. Yeah. You have to be like very conscious. You can't be a fool. You have to like have things planned out. Um, and if some things don't go your way, it's okay. It's just like, those are just obstacles, Mm -hmm. obstacles. You have to just keep going. That's just a little speed bump. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to take a step back. Just don't keep walking back. Um, just always figure out a way forward. And there's always going to be problems. Yeah. Like there will always be issues. Yeah. So today with our change of scenery, tech issues like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But we're doing it. We're still here. Yeah. Even when things are going well and you have like a really good job or really good spot, there's always going to be issues. So, yeah. And I I think also to add to that, like pick your problems. Don't let your problems pick you. Mm -hmm. Pick your problems. Yeah. 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 So if you feel like you're right at the edge of like you have this dream, you want to take a leap. Um, like for me, I had to put it down in paper and I had to see like, does this make sense? And how do we make it happen? And then if it all makes sense on paper and you're able to kind of plan it out mm-hmm. and see what it looks like a year from now, like just go for it. I don't know. Like it's corny to say but life is short. You only got one life. Yeah. And if you think like 10 years from now, like you being in that position where you're dreaming of it, I don't know, just do it. If someone else is doing it, why can't it be you? Yeah. That's that's what I say. You know, why can't it be me? Yeah. And I guess that's what I'm working towards. Yeah. And I even think like for me personally um, with this podcast, it's a risk to put myself back out there on social media. <laughs> like I have so much trauma from it, you know, but being able to see and listen to content creators, like make a difference in other people's worlds. Or even like for me, I enjoy listening to other people's thoughts. Yeah. You know, so wouldn't it be cool for somebody to listen to my thoughts? Yeah. And, and it's I nice can, just talking to And me. I can start a conversation of yeah. my own 
yeah, you know, with, sure. with people I don't even know, you know? So I think um, even doing this was a risk for me mm-hmm. personally, you know? But getting over that and seeing it succeed, like, that's all that you wanted to do. Yeah, I think even yeah. just launching some episodes, whether there's listeners or not, yeah. just like, it's out there. It's out there. <laughs> yeah. All oh, my feelings, I'm so vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think... Um, calculated risks yeah calculated risk i think do it calculate risk i like how you have such like an intrapersonal response to everything uh i could (laughs) for real i could be i think i could use and consider a lot of my feelings a lot more too i am a woman (laughs) so i do uh, have a lot of feelings that i like feel very hard Yeah, yeah yeah but i think you as a man how is this going to provide for me? How is this going to provide for my family? How is this going to, yeah. you know? It's a lot more objective. Yeah. And the feelings I can throw away a little bit more, push aside yeah. a little bit more. But for me, no. <laughs> if I don't feel good about that, if I have a, a achy tummy about it, I ain't doing that shit. No, that's, it's yeah, not for that's me. Interesting. <laughs> oh, shit. I keep touching the mic. I so. need it to be a... The damn table again. Yeah, good question. Yes. You know, take in what is important to you mm-hmm. and, you know, take those fucking risks. Yeah. I think that's huge. I say just do it because what? So what? You fail, but you could say that you did it. Yeah. I'd yeah. be so proud of anyone if they told me like, hey, I tried this yeah. and it worked or I tried this and it didn't work. Like that right. is, that's like the coolest Like story. shit. Well, you fucking did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like Tilly, <laughs> I want to drop a mixtape. Will you help me? Yeah. Okay, let's drop a mixtape. It and, fucking yeah. flops. <laughs> but yeah. hey, guess what, guys? I dropped a mixtape. Yeah, I'm holding the mixtape. I'm like, damn, you did that. Like, that's cool. That's cool. All right, what's next? Cool. Um, <clears throat> our next question is, what is one thing you would tell your younger self and why? <laughs> it's not that serious. It's not that serious? <laughs> it's not that serious. No. Do you think your younger self would understand... <laughs> If you just said that. I think my younger self would be like, bitch, yes, it is. It is that serious. Yeah, she'd be fighting. Yeah, she'd be fighting. Feisty, stubborn. (laughs) Like, yo, just calm the fuck down. It's not that serious. Yeah. Like, you're good. You got a roof over your head. I think, like, when I was younger, I think, like, grew up with a lot of privilege. Not recognizing that privilege, right? And uh, my family didn't have a lot of money. Like, we're middle class, whatever. But my family did anything and everything to get me the things that I wanted, right? Yeah. And, yes, I would still have to work for it and, you know, behave, like, do my schoolwork, do well in school, yada, yada. But I was just an emotional kid. Emotion. I was an emo girl my whole life. And that's one thing that tore my family apart at one moment and you know if i just said yo it's not that serious let it go like calm the fuck down like a lot of things would have been fixed or you know avoided Mm -hmm. but then again like obviously i wouldn't be who i am today if i didn't go through those things but you'd have to go through it right uh but i would just tell her hey yo it's not that serious it's really not yeah yeah would you warn her, like, hey, things are going to happen? No. No? No. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't warn my younger self. Yeah. 
because you do you, but you know, don't do that. That's my family motto. Like we always say you do you, but don't do that. Like yeah, know that, that mean? know that your, your actions have consequences. Like what we talked about taking risks. Yeah. yeah. yeah like you do you, like we want to give you the free will. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd make your own decision, right? It's so ironic. So, but I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't do that. Dude, you know, I love it. So yeah. it's it's kind of <laughs> just like a, you know, you have your free will. You can do whatever the hell you want to, but at the same time, would would I do that? Maybe not. There's, but you a, do a you. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think, um, yeah, telling my younger self, yo, it's not that serious. Calm down. But I think like. I never really had anybody to tell me to calm down when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. I always had like the, oh, you're so emotional. Yeah, yeah. I am emotional. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but ain't nobody tell me to calm down. Yeah. Ain't nobody tell me like it's not that deep. Yeah. But I so I would tell myself it's not that deep. It's so not that the serious. question points to like ten years ago, like at when you were twenty years old, you'd be like, calm down. Like, yeah. Relax. Cool. Yeah. 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 What about you? At 20 years old, I dropped out of school. I was probably still working at Walmart. And I think I was mm, probably freshly promoted to like manager. So I started feeling. You were a manager at Walmart? Yeah. Just, Damn, I didn't know that. Just in the front, the front end. Um, so like 19 to 20. I might have just like started Quick Trip too. Mm-hmm. So you got everybody in our friend group on that Quick Trip. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Quick Trap. <laughs> it's the Quick Trap. So I kind of just started working again. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just tell myself, and I was telling myself this back then, but it was, I would just tell myself to keep grinding and keep working, and. I don't know that it's not going to stop. <laughs> and I it wouldn't have scared me. I think it's what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. But it, I think at 20 years old, if a future version of myself said that, I think I would be able to read that this means I'm on the right path. Right. Like you're going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. It, if like the older version of me is telling me to keep working and keep grinding, like, oh, okay. Like, I guess this is the way. Yeah. If they're like, hey, just put it all down and just buy some Bitcoin. No, then then maybe I, I maybe I'm like, okay, I got to quit. Right. <laughs> like, I, I wish I could go back and yeah. say that. But um, I think I still chose the right thing of just like working hard. It's so weird that like if we could go back and say something, we just say kind of like what we're doing anyways. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I would also say that I'm proud of him yeah. because it was uh, like I had to take a big leap, a big risk. You like know, your dropping. future self to tell yourself now? No. Or when, your past self? I would tell my past self okay. that I'm proud of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would have been proud. I'm still working on healing my inner child. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, damn. I'm still reaping what your choices were. Yeah. Yeah. So still working on that relationship. Yeah. I mean, I'm proud of my past self in more recent years. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, damn, you got through some shit. 
like, yeah, you did that. I'm proud of you. We here, we live in, right? Yeah. But, you know, uh, a few years past that, like, damn, you shouldn't have fucking did that. Yeah, they're just mistakes. Yeah, um, but that's life. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's okay. Yeah, maybe in the future you might be able to have more healthy conversations with that person. But I wouldn't know. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, I, I went through some, like, stuff and bad decisions, too. But I live my life with no regrets. Yeah, I don't really regret it. I mean, at the time, I, I did what I thought was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. I don't have any regrets. I'm just saying, like, yo, this could have been avoided. <laughs> you know, maybe. Should have been the, don't do that. Maybe you don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah. Don't do that. Like, yeah. yeah, you do you, but maybe you shouldn't have done that. Okay. Yeah. All right, our next question. Um... Thoughts on Hmong culture and gender norms now within the culture? So I guess like a two-part question. So what are your thoughts on Hmong culture? Hmm. It's very interesting. I mean, you're more involved with the Hmong community than I am. I don't know. I don't think I am. I mean, well, with your your parents being pretty active. I just have, I would say I have more access to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My family doesn't really care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what would you say your thoughts are on it? I feel very privileged. You know, we're, we are such a unique people and unique culture that it's like winning the lottery to be born Hmong just because you can experience. It's so unique. Mm-hmm. You know, we are it's a minority group that has lasted all through these years without like anything behind their backs yeah, exactly. or anywhere to go to. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's a lot of people like that in the world, mm-hmm. like a lot of different cultures. And for the Hmong culture to be one of them and to be born Hmong, it's like, you know, it's, I think of it as a gift. Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about this that much. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that, <laughs> Either of us really think about our Hmong culture. <laughs> um, I think we grew up pretty privileged uh, to not have it like straight in our faces to have to think about things like this. That's true. That's um, true. Yeah. But for me, with my experiences in it, I never fully felt fully welcomed in the Hmong community because I'm only half Hmong. Like, and my mom is Hmong and it's not my dad. I just feel like, you know, with the gender roles of the Hmong culture, um, you know, the dad is typically the head of household and things like that. And so like the women go off and get married. So because my mom was Hmong and not my dad, I just felt like, oh, I'm just like the little Thai girl, the little mixed girl. Mm-hmm. And that's the little mixed girl. Like, okay. And like, I still know what you're saying. I still know how to talk to you in yeah. your language and things like that. I still understand like the customs and things like that. I'm willing to learn whatever. But I think for me growing up, it was always a barrier. Between, yeah, you're like, always ha- half a step in yeah. the door. Yeah. But yeah. then I also felt that about like being Thai too. Yeah. But yeah. then on my, on my dad's side of the family majority of my cousins were all mixed so it doesn't feel as bad 
Yeah. Like, yeah. cause we're, we all don't understand <laughs> together. Right. We all don't know these cultural norms together. So we're all in the same boat. Right. Mm. But being Hmong and majority of my mom's side of the family, they're full Hmong. Like they have Hmong mom and dad or whatever. And then I have one um, set of cousins that are either white or they're mixed like me. Mm. Right. And so we're all kind of like either one step in or one step out or fully in it. And then just like, but even then, like my family isn't super traditional. Yeah. Yeah. Has there ever been a time when you felt even just in a moment, you're like, well, I am fully Hmong. No. Really? Oh, interesting. No. Cause like, yeah. even like say for instance, like growing up in the Hmong church and stuff, you go and like, help cook you go and like help clean up set up whatever i still felt like i didn't fully fit in Mm -hmm. like i was not fully accepted even though they would tell me in Hmong what to do i would go do it Mm -hmm. obedient okay go do it so like i kind of have this like toxic relationship with Hmong people Mm -hmm. i think that's why like i'm kind of just like distancing myself from like the community um because i think like when i was younger it had such a hold on me right oh you do this to be a good wife oh you do this to want to get married to a mong man right yeah but then like does that really in today's society it doesn't work for me it doesn't match up with my own beliefs like and how i feel like i want to live my life right so Mm. i don't know it's hard for me. Uh, I think for sure the the Milwaukee Hmong framework is still uh, very young and immature. It, it you know if you look at other communities, um, like Minnesota is like the they're huge big prime example of yeah. like you know they've got issues there too, but yeah. a big prime example of like you know, maximizing what we can yeah. do. I think what they're doing in Minnesota is really great to see. Yeah. yeah. Like they got people in political positions. They have it's more than that. Yeah. yeah they have just, like people in the city, like doing a lot of work, creating a lot of foundations mm-hmm. and like actually doing right by the community. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think being in Milwaukee, is just so much negativity. Yeah. But for me, I see it as an opportunity that we could get there too. Yeah. And you know, it's hard, you know, to say like, I'm gonna be that guy, and I'm not. But like, who's <laughs> gonna be that guy? Like, that's the thing about Milwaukee is like, yeah. do we have? <laughs> like, do we even, even have the resources for somebody to be that guy? Yeah, and it's not really a money thing. It's like, uh, is the characteristics. Mo- Milwaukee people ready? Yeah. And I think eventually we will be. It'll be cool. Mm. <clears throat> um, I don't know. It's hard for me to see it. Yeah. Gender roles. Gender roles within our culture. I haven't thought about it too much, but maybe that might be the privilege of being a boy. Yeah. And one thing that I, you know, I'm aware of is in my family, I'm the oldest boy. So there are some things that like I'm aware I need to do and I could be a lot better at it um but i don't know i don't know i haven't really thought about gender 
within our culture only because it's so traditional. Yeah. I haven't really seen that change. Right. It's always like the guy is the one in charge and the girl is the submissive one. Right. And like you do what you're told. You raise your kids. You clean the house. You take care of the family. And like, yeah, all that is cool and stuff. Like if you want to do it. But I just <laughs> like, but if you don't want to be that person, don't be that person, you know? Yeah. But I think like our, our culture, I think it's slowly evolving in terms of like wanting their daughters to do more, mm-hmm. right? In terms of them being successful. And um, I guess in some of the stories that I've seen like online and stuff about Hmong women, I think they're definitely stepping out of that gender norm. And doing what they want and what they believe is right for them, Re- regardless if they're marrying a mar- uh, Hmong man or something. Yeah, like they don't they don't care because they're doing everything that they can for for themselves and their community if they wanted to. But like, it doesn't matter who they marry anymore. I guess. Yeah, I also agree. Yeah, it feels like you know people don't care that much anymore about yeah all that. You know, very strict rules. <clears throat> um, and, like, and even yeah, a I lot of... I support everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I support all of, like, the Hmong people that put themselves out there, right? That want to yeah, do right. Sure. But I think what is holding the Hmong community back is all the people that are all talk, but don't do nothing about it. I think those are the people that annoy me the most. Like, I, I gotta be honest, I don't know those people. <laughs> like, like you're all talk about wanting to like fix the community and stuff, but, but what have you done for yeah, your community? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's things like that. Or if they say they're gonna do it, and then after you're like, oh, this is fucked up. Like, this wasn't what you said at all. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I do feel a little like disassociated with with everything that's going on. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about Hmong things yeah. going on right now either. Right. <laughs> so uh, maybe we're just going b- based off of our past experiences. It's just like what I hear from who, someone else, from someone else, from someone yeah. else. But don't but, get me um, wrong. Like, obviously, we still support our, like, yeah. you know, the creators, the small businesses of, like, Hmong people and, like, putting their name on the map and things like that. Simple things of, like, sharing their stories and, like, you know, sharing their content, wearing their products. Like one of our first episodes, you are your cousin's merch line. Mm-hmm. And like I have some of her merch too. And like, or your cousin's candles and stuff like that. Like those are small things that we can be doing for each other to like boost that community. Right. Mm-hmm. But there are also a lot of people in the community that tear us down. Yeah. Oh, why are y'all doing that? Why are y'all selling that? Oh, why is it so expensive? Like, Yo, I'm out here working my ass off trying to give y'all things, you know? Yeah. So y'all can support, like, a member of your community, but yet you're saying no because it's it's not made just for you. Yeah. Like, it's not in your, like, in your curated budget, right? But you're spending thousands of dollars on a new car that you probably don't even need. Come on, people. Come on, Come people. Come on, people. So it's like, you want to support, <laughs> but you ain't supporting. Mate. Like, choose a side. Mm-hmm. Don't be wishy-washy. But if you're not choosing a side, just don't be vocal about it. Nobody will ever know. Yeah, like, just disassociate like yeah, us. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just pretend but like it doesn't exist. I, I do want to say that something that's pretty similar to, like, 
all these years is uh like kids growing up in like Hmong parents like and then a bunch of kids like the early pipeline is all still kind of the same whether you know we grew up in the like 1990s 2000s and kids growing up now yeah there's technology but the way you grow up is kind of the same you just stay home every day yeah you do chores you go to school you stay home do chores go to school yeah you know, kids are still doing that and when you're you know nine ten years old you're taking care of all your little siblings yeah. like that hasn't changed i think though within my family personally i think that is slowly starting to change yeah like there's some families yeah. but if we think like overall overall families yeah like, it's always just like hey i'm gonna go to work watch your watch your siblings yeah oh if you want to cook you you know how to cook already right yeah and a big initiative that i want to start doing is like helping out that early pipeline to make sure that you know i grew up i was a child that grew up with opportunity you know i had a lot of opportunity to put myself out there learn different skills meet new people Mm -hmm. and me too yeah, yeah, really start to transform my life from a really early age. Or even like getting to know our likes and dislikes at a really early age. I think that's provided by like our school system too. Yeah, school so system like, and, you know, our parenting styles, mm-hmm. the the parents, was different than maybe your traditional Hmong household. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I definitely recognize and I would love, like right now I coach forensics and I introduce forensics to like HAPA. Okay. And when I was younger, those public speaking opportunities and just putting yourself out there and learning how to find your voice, that was like, man, that was like the biggest, I think the single biggest impact in my life was because I was the quietest kid. Yeah. If I went up, I would like sweat. Yeah. And I I wouldn't be able to to do Like stage fright? Yeah, stage fright, but it like carried on past that. Um. Like, I wouldn't be able, if I didn't go through, like, some of the opportunities and skills that I learned when I was younger, I wouldn't be able to, like, order food or, like, talk to someone on the phone Mm -mm. or, I don't know. Like, you just learned your communication skills. Yeah. Yeah. I learned kind of how, it's kind of weird to say it, but, like, assimilate to America at a younger age. Because, like, if you are stuck in... Like, everything you do is around Hmong people Yeah, growing up. And as soon as you leave that bubble, the world is so different. Yeah. I just don't think I've ever been in that bubble. Yeah, right, so I right. can't relate. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I, I totally understand. I mean, I see it sometimes from my cousins. Yeah, yeah. That, like, they grew up doing the same thing every day. And, like, even still now, they do the same thing every day. But, like, now it's a personal choice. Yeah. You know? Because, like, that's what they're comfortable with. But definitely growing up, um, grew up pretty privileged, like, having those opportunities to, like, do sports, do yeah. choir, do band. Yo, I, I played so many instruments when I was a kid just because I could. Yeah. Like, one week I'll be playing the clarinet. One week I'll be playing the drums. One week I'm going to be playing the trumpet. Yeah. Like and just, like, talking to people with, like, different faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think there are opportunities there as well to expand on within the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way that I f- think I have a lot of access and I should be investing more into 
like being a better Hmong person. Do you feel, do you feel that you have like a pulling in your heart to do that? Yeah, of course I do. And I think, I guess it's ingrained from like how my parents are. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, your parents are pretty involved in the Hmong community. Yeah, they're super involved. So you guys might not know this, but my parents are super, super involved. But uh, growing up and being raised by them, they did not. It like, wasn't like really implemented in your household. Right. I would they, say. they did not like emphasize learning the Hmong culture at all. Like, yeah, we spoke the, we spoke Hmong in the house, but we never learned how to read and write. Like we never took one class of how to read and write Hmong. Um, they never listen to like Hmong music. Yeah. Like your parents are super chill, super Americanized. Yeah. Like, well, that's how I saw like seeing them in high school. Yeah. Like going to your house and stuff like it, it like, yeah, it was a Hmong house, but like, it wasn't like your typical Hmong house that you go to Yeah, where it's like their mom got hella plants in the kitchen <laughs> and like, that's just taking up one whole room type shit. Like, yeah. And my parents have split religions, you know, so yeah. we didn't. We weren't like going to, we didn't do Onang all the time and we didn't like um, go to a lot of shaman events. And I also didn't even go to church all the time. So it was like religion never came into it. And, um, you know, it's always nice to be able to like communicate with the elderly and like your grandma. But sometimes I would go to like a funeral or like a wedding and I would just feel like, man, I wish. I knew how to be more Hmong. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's a a feeling that like, yeah, there's an aching there that like, man, I wish. Maybe it's you healing your inner Hmong child. I mean, there's no wound there. It's just like an opportunity. Like a a missing hole of like, (laughs) dang, I didn't get that when I was a kid. Now I want to fill it when I'm an adult, you know? Yeah. Like maybe it's something that you just need to accomplish to make you feel like i don't know i don't feel like that okay (laughs) i mean but don't get me wrong a lot of the Hmong community like in milwaukee support your business yeah yeah. so super thankful for that yeah that is and that's crazy interesting thing because we didn't think that yeah i when i at least i didn't when i launched red sun cafe i didn't mean to like market towards any one way or the other and it was so awesome to see like the monk community come out and support yeah they go hard yeah that was really cool that's like one of the coolest things is that milwaukee is so small and big at the same time that you hear about everyone and the people that come out to support and even just the people that just know about it um that's pretty cool and honestly like milwaukee is like big and little at the same time like we've met so many people that i didn't even know existed in in town (laughs) Yeah. Or like, like scene that go to Red Sun. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's like so many new there's people. so many no, new people there. And like it, I think it's a lot of like it's not so much a younger crowd. Right. It's more of like a our age kind of crowd. Yeah. Our age and like and a little older. Yeah. A little younger. It's and everyone. like they just want to enjoy good food and good vibes and stuff like that. And they be singing their heart out at karaoke night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if yeah. you haven't been go to Red Sun. Yeah, really cool question. It, you know, it makes me think that, like, I don't know how to answer that. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. I'm not very Hmong at all anymore. Yeah. Or I tried to distance myself from that part of me. Not really in a bad way, just for my own sake that like, yes, I am Hmong, but that doesn't define me. Mm -hmm. Like I am my own person. I think very differently than most majority of Hmong people. So that's not like a label I would put on myself. Like, yes, that is, I am a half Hmong American and I'm a half Thai American. Yeah. But like being those two things, like is not something that is my whole identity, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's a part of me, but it's not like a major factor of like who I am. Yeah, really interesting perspective there because you're half and half. Yeah. And I would say I am Hmong, but I might be a different flavor than <laughs> <laughs> you might just... You know, there's so many layers to, like, just being Hmong. Yeah. You know, and I'm definitely pretty different. I think we are whitewashed Hmong people. Yeah, but it's just different. Yeah. Because there's other whitewashed Hmong people. Oh, yeah, that, like, don't associate with the Hmong community at all. Yeah. Like, it's, like, very extreme. Like, I don't think we're (laughs) that extreme. I don't know. know. It's just different. It is. It's like, I'm Hmong, but I'm everything, you know. Uh, Yeah. I grew up with, like, friends of way like different cultures yeah all the time so i don't know i'm not whitewashed i don't think i'm whitewashed either i really don't have a lot of white friends anymore yeah but that was a big influence on our adolescence because you know the way we grew up yeah 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 i wish i was like mexican washed you know yeah i wish i like had more mexican i mean we do have mexican friends But I mean, like, you know, more of them or like a homie that was like (laughs) a homie, a homie that was like Mexican, like my brother. I mean, okay, yeah, we do have some, but like, were we really at their houses doing like the whole tacos and like, you know, grandma cooking and like, we got to move on from (laughs) this. Otherwise, we're going to get YouTube banned, but, uh. Yeah, let's bring on uh, some Mexican people on our show soon. <laughs> That's so wrong. Dude, you're the one talking about tacos and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, we could do like, we could do tacos and, and egg rolls on a show. So yeah, thanks for those questions. Are you cooking it? Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll cook it at Red Sun. Air sure, fry. I would love to. But yeah, um, those are the some of the questions that we got. I can refresh and see if we got any more. But other than that, feel free to just keep dropping questions or thoughts in our IG, um, Facebook, YouTube. Yeah, we love to hear Spotify. it. Spotify. Yeah. Um, love to hear the feedback. Um, yeah. Sorry if this episode was a little direct. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's just how we are, though. Yeah, I love the questions, especially the ones we got, because it's like some things I don't think about that yeah. much. Uh, and it's great to hear your perspective. That was super interesting. Yeah, uh, we definitely think very different. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's OK. I'm down for it. Yeah. When you speak about your experience, like I reflect right away. And I was like, wow, I could do that more. Or like, wow, I never thought about that from like a half Hmong, half Thai perspective. Yeah. How 
I mean, obviously you're here half Hmong, but like really how far does that like Oh, like I internalized that you know? a lot when I was younger though. I think that's why I feel so strongly about it. Yeah. Really yeah. Cool. But yeah, I mean, those are great questions. Um, I think it's a chance for you guys to get to know us even better and like how we think about other aspects of our lives than what, you know, our origin story was or like how we try to have fun and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I hope you guys like this episode. Um, hopefully you all like this change of scenery that we have going on here today. Continue to follow us. We love you. Thanks for the support. And we'll bring, you know, more content like this where we answer your questions in the future. Um, yeah, definitely like these Q&As. It kind of gives us a little bit more direction because right now we are truly just winging it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Have a great 2024. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, keep following us. Yeah. Anything um, else you want to say? Nope. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the feedback. We love y'all. Um, oh, maybe come up with a a group name. What do y'all our want followers. our Yeah, what do you want our following group name to be? INTS the Inters. The Inters? I don't know. All right, y'all come up it's with something, term. let us know. Maybe we'll introduce it in the next podcast. Um, but also if you want to see us play some games, let us know what kind of games y'all want us to play. We'll have our media manager um, get that set up for us and surprise us with it. Yeah, we're going to start to uh, push out a little bit more content, just some more fun stuff. So we're not always talking about these really deep topics. Yeah. Um, like some taste tests and, you know, how we did the hot sauce. Um, maybe some blindfold touching a tarantula or something. Damn, sick. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. All right, cool. Peace INTS out. INTS out.